Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode will watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, hello listeners. And welcome to another uh, edition of Childhood Trauma Theater uh, for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara looks like she might be ready to sing the Never Ending Story theme song. Are you are you gearing up to it, or are you just is my making that up? You were singing before we came in. I don't know the words. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, Do we, you know the words? Yes. Sing it. So we uh, today did the Never Ending Story. <laughs> I'm not going to do it? Nope. Um, I just know the first two words and then I can hum the melody, but... Yes. So, we have chosen to do 1984's The Never Ending Story. Well, we've promised to do Never Ending Story for like four episodes. Yes. So, it felt like it was... I think that might have been another reason we were kind of like... I thought it was all right, like, re-watching it, but I think that might have been part of it as I built it up. as like, we got to do Never Ending Story. And then we did it, it was like... Oh, yeah, this is really just like a series of weird scenes. And sadness. A lot of sadness. If you don't know that the end of the movie is so triumphant, this is the most depressing movie I've ever seen. Yeah, you have. It's one of those movies we talk about sometimes. I I think we've referenced this. I always think of your sister giving the example with your nephews where they showed them Goonies too young. And they were like, now you have to see it all the way through because. Sloth is a hero. Yeah, and I feel like this is similar where, like, if you start it watching it with your child, whether they were of appropriate age or not, Mm -hmm. that you really have to be like, you have to see it through. Well, and also you You kept going like, I remember parts of this, but there's big things you don't remember. And I'm like, well... When we when I watched it, I never rented this movie. It was just it was probably on, on and yeah. I watch it from wherever it was, and mm-hmm. then I kind of like went back and pieced together. There's a lot of movies I think like that from the 80s and 90s. And once kids, s- you used to just have movies on television. You couldn't rewind it or have TiVo. I think even TiVo is an old reference at this point. Yeah, but like you didn't have Netflix or streaming where you go. I'm going to start a movie now. It was it was it started at 2 p.m. and if you weren't there at 2 p.m. to watch it, you missed. Well, the beginning. and it had commercials most right. likely yeah. too. But once you said that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably how I did see this one, was I saw it on television whenever it was on. So this might have been the first time you've watched it beginning to end. Yes, or in a very, very long time. Either one. Um, uh, Going back to my sister, because Mm -hmm. my biggest memory about this movie I know this memory, yeah. So it was, my sister's about uh, 26 years older than me. No, I'm just no, kidding. No, she's not. <laughs> she's she's 10 years older than me. So when I was a kid, she 10? was in college. Yeah, she's 11 years no, old. 10, 11. It's, it's 10 and some change. Mm. So, because um, I was born in October and she's born in January. So that's oh, I see, I see. So, I see. Okay. Um, so she, uh, she came back from college or maybe it was law school or something and she, i just remember her it was like her first day back and we were in the living room and i was sitting on the floor like a the spring TV. break or something something and she yeah. was just telling some story you know she's she was an adult to me at this point she was speaking like an adult you know she was like oh i did this and blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. blah. and like really just i remember it being a you know just her telling some story i was never in an ending story was on tv that day it was the scene um from the swamp the the swamp of sadness 
where Artax, spoiler alert, the, the horse just dies. And she's talking, blah, 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 dead stop. Is that horse gonna die? And just started like bawling, like real just fat tears. Yeah. And I was turned around, I was like, you weren't watching this. Like, you what's this horse's name? Like, you have no issue. Like, oh, the horse is gonna die. And like it was just it, I just will never forget that her having no idea what movie it was, what was happening, just really yeah. a horse was about to die on screen and she was not happy about yeah. it. Now, going back and rewatching that scene, because I think that that's the scene. That everyone was like, oh, you got to do never-ending story for, that scene. for childhood trauma. Yeah. That scene was really, like, I think it affected me now more than it, it did as really a kid. It was really rough. And, like, it's a slow death. It's yes. not quick. And it happens in such, like, in the first, what, 15, 20 minutes right. of the movie? Yes. So it happens very early on, which I didn't remember that. Right. And I didn't really remember the scene. I knew that... The horse died, but I couldn't remember like how right. or when or anything. And it's, it's just a horse on like an elevator being lowered into a mud bath. Like I'm sure it was like, all right. <laughs> well, but it and, like but... was just sitting there staring. And then Atreyu's like looking down the barrel of the camera going, Artax! But and, the like, thing screaming. is, is Atreyu at first is like, well, first of all, Atreyu's got two speeds. He's got like just talking normally. And then he's got, but I don't know what's going on. Like he's got like those two very. He's like, either yelling. I mean, he's a kid. Yeah. like, we're talking about a guy who did like, before this, he played Boxy on Battlestar Galactica, which I believe was the robot. Like, it was yeah. like he was. But he definitely is like two speed only. And yeah. he goes from like shouting and screaming and calling the horse stupid to like sob. Like, it is a lot of emotions. Well, and, he, and I scene, get it. The, but. So in the book, Artax can talk. And the whole thing is a swamp of sadness. Uh, makes you like depressed. Yeah, and, and the, I think and, they got that point across. And, yeah, in the but... mo- in in the book, Artax is like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to stay here and oh start sinking. Gosh. And they're like, that's No, the and so worst. he's like, Yeah, it's 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 because that's what happens to Atreyu after he talks to Morla, the ancient one. Is he's starting to like give up and just sink into the swamp? That's, that's even the worse. Yes. I think having him talk. Yes. So. Well, right. Um, before we go into anything else. We'll get into some other stuff, but there's something we have to address that we have never, I've never ever seen in as many things I've never heard anyone do. Oh, no, no, no. Don't. We're not. We're going right into it. And that's the first two well, minutes of on. this movie. Well, hold on. I would like to say, like, the year it came out and when no, the book came out. No, we're going into this right no? now. No, oh, no. okay. Because, right. it, because we have to talk about the dad putting an egg into a blender with some orange juice and just drinking it. But I like that you stole my thunder. I'm the one who saw it. You weren't even paying attention to the dad. I, I was the one who was focused you on went, it. We, he, you went, why did he put that egg in the blender? And when I looked and paid attention to it, he was blending the egg. So I went, oh, it's, maybe he's trying to scramble it. And I was like, that's kind of and weird, you're like, okay, but okay. okay, cool. And then he pours it into a glass and starts drinking it. And we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. So then we rewound <laughs> we it. And he takes orange juice out of the fridge that looks like it was fresh squeezed at some point because it's in like a pitcher. Right. And then he has one single egg and he pours the orange juice and the one egg into the blender, mixes it up and drinks it. And that grossed me out more than when you watch Rocky just drink the raw eggs. I'd rather him just drink raw eggs, I think, not mixed up. I don't know why, like, blending the egg and I mean, then thinking that it's frothy, I don't, but, like, well, okay, it's OJ. Frothy, frothy got to me. Yeah, um, and then the OJ's mixed in? I don't I, know. It was I weird. was just like, what does he do? Like, it was... 
I was obsessed. I could not. I was so fixated on it. I could not like even pay attention to the what they Have were talking about. Have you ever seen? About. I think it's Mr. Nanny with Hulk Hogan. No, but I know. You know the yeah. scene where he's driving along the side of the, the the road, and in the background, a guy just hurls a dog into the river. No, you. But I've listened to. It's on. How did this get yes, made? So I've listened to that And you watch it. You're like, what? This is what this felt like. Like we were never supposed to notice what he was doing. Yeah. But he actually drinks it. It's no cut. So I'm like, oh, that actor who's. I forgot the actor's name. He plays Major Dad. He's in a bunch of stuff. He yeah. was in House of Cards. He was in... Uh, yeah, because he cracks the egg, so it's got to yeah, be a real just, egg. I mean, it, the amount of work in 1984, year this movie came out, they would have to do to create a fake egg that yeah. cracked and did Yeah, all and that. have it be something it's, that's not right, an egg on the For a inside. scene that no one ever noticed. But then I went... Well, it's, it's in the first four minutes of the yes. film, and you said... There's some weird business in the first four minutes of this film. Yes. Direct quote. Because the other weird thing is the kid with... I don't know what you call it. You just cross all your fingers together till they're all crossed on the one next to Yeah, it. but the way he does it, it's pretty quick. And neither one of us could yes. do it. Of course we tried it. So listeners, let us know if you can do what he does. But so I looked up online, like, did people used to drink orange juice uh, and, and an egg? And the first thing that popped up was a Cora... Uh, a question. Was it common for people in the 80s to blend a raw egg with orange juice? Similar to the breakfast Bastion's <laughs> father made in the never-ending story. And apparently it was something that people said they used to do because, like, I read an article where it's like, a really good breakfast is, like, one piece of whole grain toast, one egg, and some orange juice, and it, like, covers... All separate. All, <laughs> yes. Like, you have, like, you cook the egg, but maybe you put it on the toast, but, but and it's you the drink 80s. the OJ. He, it's the 80s. He's a busy businessman. He needs to be on the go. <laughs> He's barely got time to tell his son don't imagine anything keep your I feet know. on the ground he's like, he's i know your mother just died but can you please turn your math homework in on time i like couldn't I, I couldn't with the way that the dad was talking to him after i was done obsessing over the weird egg oj drink but like yeah the dad was just like real sad and then like and you, and find you don't have time mom. to cook an egg but you need to get the all the nutrients and protein an egg has why not just dump it in your orange juice? Hard boil the egg ahead of time the night before and then just pop He's it in your mouth He's not there at night. He's apparently out. working late hours because he doesn't have time to find out that his son has son been reading a book after hours in, in the, the attic creepy attic of, of the, the school. elementary school. This movie, rewatching it as an adult, like, is a lot of questions. It's a lot. And I feel like I was always focusing on the thing they didn't want you to focus right. on. I was always obsessed. But we should say it came out in 1984. 1984. Uh, directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Oh, this was his okay. first uh, English language movie. He was the director of Das Boot. And afterwards directed The Perfect Storm. I love that movie. Air Force One. Yes. Like, check. directed a lot of movies check you all like. The movies yeah. that I love. <laughs> Which is, this is a weird, like, starter Starting to this. point. But uh, the book was 1979? 1979, the first English language adaption of it, because it was a oh, uh, German okay. book, was in, was the year before, 1983. I see. I read the book, and the interesting thing I liked about the book, or at least the edition I had, I, I don't know how they did it originally, but the one I had was, there were two different color fonts. Oh, yes, you told me this. It's kind yes. of like a... Kind of a light reddish, almost pink, and then green. And it would, I think the red was 
Bastion, mm-hmm. what was happening to Bastion in the green, what was what was happening in the book Bastion was reading. I think that's a really a cool way visually. I mean, I guess if you're colorblind, maybe not so much. But well, it is I a think cool... in other things they do like maybe a different font. Yeah, or, or bold know, yeah, one and not not the other. easy to do. Like yeah. you know, back in this in 1979, that's like two different typefaces probably, mm-hmm. or colored ink or something. That's not easy. But I think it's a cool way. That to get that across, mm-hmm. to get both worlds across, and then when they come together, yes, I'm, yeah. The other weird thing is the book is twenty six cha- uh, chapters long, and every chapter, the first word starts with the the next letter of the alphabet. Oh, which I remember that being very weird because I was like, "What are they going to say when they get to Q?" And it was like quietly, and then X yeah. is like some creature they'd made up. Mm. Um, and we said that the actor uh, who plays Bastion was. 11, but we don't know how old Bastion's supposed to be in the story, do we? I guessed eight, but I'm terrible at guessing children's ages. I don't know. I don't think I don't think I read anywhere where. Yeah, it said I mean that. he's definitely elementary school age. Yes. Um but so he essentially starts off with like we're saying his dad's like your mother has died. You need to keep your head out of, out of the clouds. You basically need stuff. to be an adult. Like it's, it's time, time to be to an adult. Up. Yeah. And so he starts walking to school in 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 an unnamed Midwest town. It feels like yeah. Well, city. It well, feels they city zo- to okay, me. but here's the thing: when they zoomed out, so it was so it was British Columbia is what it was. Oh. But when they zoomed out, those buildings were like four or five stories tall. Yeah, max. I guess that's true. It felt like Champaign. Like that's kind mm, of what Champaign yeah. downtown Champaign, Illinois, looked like. But I wrote. Three bullies. These kids throw them in a dumpster. This movie is awful. Yeah, so every <laughs> these are some of my favorite things to watch with Tara because she has such a uh, emotional and vocal reaction <laughs> to things like the push. Like, oh my goodness! Like, just like saying that. Also, like, I don't that that dumpster was very high. I find it hard to believe that those three bullies were yeah. able to just like very gracefully just scoop them all well, up and looked, drop them into that dumpster. It looked like a wrestling move where like <laughs> yeah. someone throws someone and you can tell the guy they're throwing is like whoa and like yeah. jumps as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he. Goes to hide him in a bookstore, and we talked about this. In the book, that character's name is Mr. Coriander. In the book, so it's Bastion like Balthazar Bucks, mm. and the and the guy who owns the store is like Carl Conrad Coriander. Oh, like all okay. these weird multiple like, names. Alliteration. alliterative names, yeah. yeah. And this guy comes in and he's like smoking a pipe, or is he smoking a cigarette? I think he's smoking I don't a think pipe. He, I think he's smoking a pipe. Yes, but we and he's like, "Go away! I don't like children." I don't even know if he's smoking a pipe. Did we just, we just add that, that in, in there? there because we were talking about how bad his is, breath must? This man's <laughs> breath smells like black licorice, stale, uh, stale like old coffee, old, old. old and I'm coffee. not talking necessarily just about the character, Mister Coriander. <laughs> like that actor who I don't know what else. He looks like the dude. From Fraggle Rock at the beginning, like Doc from Fraggle yeah. Rock, like who who was like they lived in his house or whatever, mm-hmm. and like stale cigarettes and stale cigarette, like that guy just, which is why I think we made up the fact that he was smoking. I don't think he was. I think that was like Ricola, like he sucked on <laughs> Ricola a lot. I just and the there's guy... like a little like um, not mothball, but you know that like dusty book smell because those books are like so thick. Like that's definitely in yes, there too. Yes. He, uh, but he's a curmudgeon. Yeah, and he's for sure. like, you can you won't. This book's too much for you, and like, pretty much. So, do you think he knew he he needed to get that book? I think once he heard, he's like, I've read Tarzan and I've read this and Twenty Thousand Leagues. Yeah. I think once he starts naming all these like very um, immersive fantasy stories, like I think Treasure Island is another mm-hmm. one. Uh, 
I think then, then he's like, oh, this kid needs this book. Like, so is he like the caretaker? Like when he reads the book, is it just like the daily bullshit <laughs> going on in Fantasia? I don't know. And it then is like, interesting. It's just like, and everything was going fine and blah, blah, blah. And then he like sneezes and like everyone hears a sneeze or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then he like goes to get the phone call, but it seems like. He did that on purpose. Like, he left yes. the book there and was excited that the he book, was, that was, the kid steals the book. But he does leave a note that says he'll bring it back. Yes. He was talking about selling something for 300 to $375. I'm like, what book is that? Probably a rare copy I guess or a, first I'll need a edition. few days to get it. And I was like, what is he? I wish I knew what he was talking yeah. about. And, like, so then, so then Bastion heads back to the school and there's a math test. He decides to skip it and sneak off to... The school attic. Hold on, but here's oh. the thing. I have some issues with this this whole part. Right. First of all, why would you keep the attic key next to the attic door that, like, is the height for children to grab well, the key? I will say it looked like it, it was been broken. broken. Like, I, I guess it, it did. To me, for it some reason, It looked like that, the fire alarm It looked like thing. that told the story of Bastion knew where it was. Like, maybe he'd gotten it and he'd hit it there. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And he had, that's where he'd been whenever he was like late to class or whatever. He was hanging out in that. In that attic. But attic. let's talk about that attic for a minute. Because there's like well, three think, different skeletons. So I think I think the, 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 the direction, the set dressing direction was we need a creepy attic. And no one bothered to say it's in an elementary school. So someone was like, ah, yes, a creepy <laughs> attic. We'll put... Eight different stuffed animal heads and yes, a skeleton, and skeletons, and, and a mannequins. map to, to, to pirate's treasure. Yeah, and like it was just like all this random. It was a very large attic yes. with a lot of weird. Can I? I can't curse on this. Can you can, I? I'll bleep it out. I said bullshit. <laughs> a little while oh. ago. With a lot of weird. <laughs> yeah, like just a lot of weird random stuff. stuff. And then at one point he lights candles with a match, and I'm like, I think he's too young to be like using matches. But I then pointed that out was it was like, 1984 yes. German film, That's so like, true. there's a good chance he was smoking cigarettes. Uh, but yeah, the attic was. The, I couldn't stop obsessing over what was in the attic. Yeah. I just kept looking every time he was reading the book. I was looking in the background, and it's it's funny to me because as someone who enjoyed this movie a lot when he when when he was a kid, I kept like. Having just these disconnects, like if, if you're like, yeah, the attic with all this weird stuff in it, I'd be like, oh yeah, the attic from Never Any Story. But like, I never am like, oh yeah, that's supposed to be in a school. It's just like in my brain, it's, it's like separate. that's yeah. that's where he reads the story. Bastion goes, and then remember when he tried to like run downstairs because he got scared at one point. There was like that weird cage. Yes, it was, was like, like a. So what it what it reminded me of? So our auditorium in high school. We're all okay, so it it does remind you of something from a school. So, but high school, like we're much older. Uh, there was a cage, not quite like that, not with bars, but like, um, almost like fence. Mm -hmm. And that's where like all the lighting and and different, there were certain things like in there. Well, where in high school did you keep your stuffed heads and (laughs) that we didn't have, but we did have like the the one or two people who like were in charge of all the lights and everything mm-hmm. did walk like the rafters, the catwalk above the right. stage. Okay. But there wasn't a like full attic of storage Look, that we had access to. Like I said, I think there was a disconnect between what the attic was and what the set design team was told. Yeah. Because I think they did a great job at making like a creepy weird attic. You wanted to like get in and put a blanket over your head and read a book and like by candlelight. Yes, I agree. But- I just like couldn't get over that it was in an <laughs> elementary school. 
and I right. couldn't like disconnect from you that. Like it would about... make more sense for him to run home and yes, like hide in the attic. Hide in the attic to where like his dad didn't know that like the attic existed and like maybe since his mom's died, he's like brought stuff. You know what I mean? Like he's brought weird stuff he's found on his way home from school up well, into the attic. Or more like his dad was, like I said, was working late. And yeah. Like, he was kind of a latchkey kid, and that's why he's... Yeah. So, to me, it makes more sense for him to be in his own home, but, like, in a part where, like, his dad doesn't really know he's there, versus, like, all of a sudden, like, we're skipping... I mean, we're not really going to go beat for beat with this plot, but... All of a sudden, the bell rings. It's the end of the school day, and immediately, all the lights go out in the right. school. And then he's just in the attic during this thunderstorm. Um... Well, see, that's also what I was talking about. Like, this movie feels like it's really written for kids. Yes, I would it's, agree with it's that. It's not like... Because kids aren't going to focus on those things. Yeah, the yeah. kids are going to... Like, when I watched this, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to... I want to." Like, I think I wanted to go into our school attic. Like, our school didn't have an attic. Like, you said... Or, and it may have, but it may you have, didn't but, have access yeah. to it. But, like, I'm like, oh, if that's what it's like, what a creepy, weird, like, place. Yeah. And it's probably just, like filing cabinets and extra chairs and like yeah that's what should have been up the there. other thing i remember too this weird tangent but uh my high school band director i don't know that we ever went up there i think we knew where it was but there was like an access point in the ceiling for him mm-hmm. to get up to the roof and so that's how he would watch us to march he'd get up higher onto the roof of the right. school but again that wasn't like willy-nilly anyone had access to that <laughs> but like that and then Skipping forward to the end, we talked about, like, Falcor just appears on the streets of Vancouver or whatever it was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, and they and don't really chasing. address And I was watching, I go, we said, did the did the uh, uh, background actors, like, react to it? Or and was they it do. And they do. So clearly there was a dragon in the streets of whatever well, town it was supposed they, to be. And they say, like, he made all these wishes and then he went back to the ordinary world. But I was like, some of his wishes were in the ordinary yeah, world. Yeah, and you also said, why didn't he wish his dead mom <laughs> to see his dead mom again? Yeah, like, they make so much of a focus of this kid is having having a hard time he's not going to class he's getting immersed and lost in stories and i would imagine that's because his mom passed right. away and, it, and maybe it, his mom read those books to him i i like added that layer a I don't lot know that of that true, is a but... lot of that is before he gets to the attic and starts reading the book and to me that's why it didn't resonate with me because i think i started this movie a lot where yeah. the rock biter the night hob and the racing snail guy yeah like, but i was just like you know there was so much focus even on his mom, and at one point when they're like, oh, we need to find an, a name. an earth child and a name. And he's like, oh, I wish they'd pick me. I'd give them my mom's name. So he thinks of his mom's name. And then at the end, it's Moonchild, well, which hold on, is hold on, not. Hold on. So it's 1984 and he's about that. So he would have been born. If he's 11, that means he'd been born in the, in the early 70s. So. Do you think her name could have been Could have been Moonchild. She was a she was a hippie. I guess. She into Moonchild and like Major Dad. The reason he's so stiff is she had like really brought him out of his like you know authoritative. Mm. You know, that and then when she passed, he kind of went back to buttoned up, like yes. very like yes. bu- because Moonchild. I like that. I there like we that go. That's why right. so his mom was named Moonchild. Uh, but that's the other thing is like to me in that movie, there's only that one line was my mom had a nice name, and so I don't yeah. think I really know his mom was supposed to be dead for most of mm, that movie because yeah. I. Again, I feel like most people I knew like missed the first fifteen minutes because you never watched you you turned it on and ooh it's on and kept going. Yeah. Uh who is your favorite of the like side characters? 
Um, I like the 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 stupid bat. Like, I love what you keep returning to as a stupid bat. Yeah, but it's the bat that keeps falling asleep. Mm-hmm, like, I don't think mm-hmm. the bat was stupid. The bat was just tired. just tired. Maybe he's narcoleptic. Yeah, like he just liked to sleep a lot. But yeah. I just I also liked the 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 night hob who was like re- the guy who was riding the bat oh, and his yeah. reactions to the bat. Mm-hmm. I um, liked. Um, is it Morla? Yes, you I liked, liked Morla the the turtle or tortoise. Uh, because I loved, what did, what did he, what, what did she start? Well, it not does, that it not matters, a, yeah, not but, that it matters. It kind of had like an Eeyore cadence well, to it a little bit. Well, she had been living in this swamp of sadness for a oh, thousand years. Oh, that's true. That's but true. But couldn't like sink far enough to yeah. drown, I guess. So I she guess was just depressed. I didn't really put that together. Yes. That is true. I also liked, uh, Urgle. Oh. Uh, the gnomes. Is that her name, Ergo? Something with a U. Are you talking about the two? Yes, the woman and the, the man. The, like yeah. the herbalist and the scientist. Yeah, I liked. Them I thought a they lot. were really funny. I you like made of uh like oh when she like gave Falcor. Oh a yeah, shot. I didn't like that. Oh, I wanted to talk about. So I haven't really been looking at my notes. I just been talking about how weird this movie is. But I wanted to talk about how like the the many stories of this kid. Almost getting hurt. Yes, Noah I would Hathaway. like to hear this. Uh, Noah Hathaway was hurt twice, which is already an incorrect fact because there's another fact later about him being hurt. Twice <laughs> during the making of the movie, while learning to ride a horse, his horse threw him off and stepped on him. Oh my god, that could like kill you. Like that puts people depending in depending where they step. Yeah. yeah. While shooting the drowning sequence in the swamp of sadness, his leg got caught. <gasps> Uh, hold on. His leg got caught on the elevator and he was pulled underwater. Oh. He was unconscious by the time they brought him to the surface. Oh my goodness. Now, how old was that actor? Like 14. Wow. Like, and it's Germany, so that's probably where he got away with some stuff. But that really changed the way I watched this movie because we were talking about when he's about to get blown away by the nothing. Yeah. We're also very much, if you have not watched this movie and you're listening to this, you're probably like, what in God's holy name? Yeah, you probably should watch about? it first because we are jumping all around. So, real quick, the idea is. This world of Fantasia is this fantasy world. There's this thing called the nothing that is destroying everything. It's taking over everything. Now, it's what it is is like this the, This one character goes, we used to have this lake. And then the lake disappeared. And they're like, oh, did it dry up? He's like, no, there was nothing. Oh, there was a hole? No, a hole is something. This was nothing. In the book, they refer to the nothing like you're, you going blind. Mm. Like when you look, you no it's, it's not that. darkness yeah. or anything or those clouds or anything. It's you look over there and there's just... You can't see anything. Yeah. Um, but so that's so the, everyone comes to the middle of Fantasia to ask the childlike Empress to help them, who's the ruler of Fantasia. She is sick, so she gets a tray to go find a cure for her. It becomes linked to the nothing, and it's like Atreo is running around trying to find it. Blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. He runs into a bunch of weird characters. But the the main character he runs into the Falcor hero. Yes. Yes, you're, I love Falcor. Yeah, yeah, Falcor is great, and you. Well, well, we'll go into that in a sec. But he, you can ride him at. I was so pumped. Bavaria to Film Park, Munich, Germany. And is that still true today? Like I you think could so, ride him yeah. today? I because I now want to go there. That needs to be on our list. Let me tell and, you real quick about the the other time he got hurt. Oh, or, I or, forgot there was a yes. third time. Noah Hathaway almost lost an eye during <gasps> the fight scene versus Gamork. One of the claws on his giant paws poked no. him in the face. The robot was also so heavy that he lost his breath as well when he was hit <gasps> to the ground by it. The only They only <laughs> made one shot due to the risk that he would get seriously wounded. Do you think he was compensated for, like, injury? 
I don't think he did much acting afterwards. He now apparently runs a tattoo parlor with his wife. Like, wow. And just goes to conventions. I bet he's got some crazy tales that are not in, like, yes. news articles if he had those three incidences. Falcor, I love, which I feel like everybody loves Falcor. But I just really appreciated the design. I mm-hmm. liked the textures between the scales and the fur, and I just thought that they did a really great job with that. So I just wanted to give a shout out for that. I don't know I if think you had anything really cool. specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's an interesting design because he's definitely got like kind of an Asian dragon feel mm-hmm. where he's like doing that. But his, And the way he flows. Well, my favorite part about bit. Falcor is his roar, which is just... Ah! It's just a guy doing that yeah. noise. There yeah. is no roar. It's just ah! like a guy when he when he and I was I wouldn't even call it a roar. I would have called it a yell. Mm, but it yeah. said Falcor roaring when he goes after the bullies at the end when he's just a dude screaming. Yeah, you also got very excited for the first uh, of the two gates. When I was a young lad, the first, the, the so he has the to get Sphinx. through these gates to get to the yeah. Southern Oracle and ask her, like, what to do about the childlike empress. And the two gates are these sphinxes with uh, large bosoms. And Ryan said, yeah, the boobs, when <laughs> you're watching. I was, I, because I remember being able to watch it when I was a kid and, like, my mom didn't say anything and I was just like, boobs, oh, wow, this is exciting. <laughs> like, I just remember being like, there they are, they're great. Um, and then Tara was like, <laughs> you were remarking on like the size and the, they're very well endowed. They're, they're, you know, yeah, they're, they're not perfectly round. Yes. That's the part yes. I was going to say. They're perfectly mm-hmm. round. But I was, it was just like, it just brought back memories <laughs> as a, yeah. as a, as like a, uh, you know, early middle school, late elementary school, like, <gasps> you know, like when I, yeah. when I saw them, um, uh, Talking about the sadness part, because mm-hmm. it is throughout the whole film. Yeah, it's, but it's, then when it, he comes back to the guy who eats the rocks. The rock biter. Yes. When he's like, they look like good strong Oh hands, my, it's such. But it's, I couldn't save, I couldn't hold on to them. The I, rock biter's story about his hands, uh, honest to God, is up there with the like, 127 men went down with the U.S. Indianapolis. <laughs> Only 13 of us came back. Sharks got the rest. Like, it was like this great yeah. like monologue where he's like, they look like good, strong hands. I couldn't hold them. My friends, the nothing took them. I'm like... like and he repeats they look like good, strong hands like He is so times. defeated. So That's the movie. The movie is just like him trying to do something defeated. Everybody's like... And it's, you know, this like interesting fantasy world so that you kind of don't think about that but re-watching it we were just like this is so depressing yeah. and when we got to that speech i was like oh and then the end is like he gets back the, the nothing has taken everything fantasia is just a bunch of floating rocks yeah on like meteors essentially yes and they they find the, the ivory tower is and it called the ivory tower because there's a term up in your ta- ivory tower but it's something tower yeah so yeah and they go find the childlike empress and Atreus, Atreus trying her. to talk to her. Atreus yelling at her. And, but uh, this time I appreciated his yelling. Because he was, cause she's like, 
we have to, you had to go on this adventure. And we have to wait for you to tell you. He's goes, like, what are you talking about? He goes, my horse died. I nearly drowned. And I barely escaped the nothing. And he's like, if you knew that this earth boy had to give you a new name, why did you make me do all that? Yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. when I finally appreciated the yelling. Because I was like, I agree with you. But by the end, it's it's her like pleading to the camera. Like, please, yeah. Bastion, why won't you do this? And he's like, this is. And, and they call like, him an earthling, which we were like. It feels like they're aliens. And it feels like she's yeah. a human. Because the other thing is, like, she's supposed to, in the book, it's the idea is she is childlike. She's not a child. Mm. She's she has existed since Fantasia had or in the book it's Fantastica. I see. Uh, has existed. And she's just but she still just looks like a child. Yeah. And Atreyu is a green skinned warrior who's uh, skin feels like grass to the touch. Oh. So, like, apparently they painted him green and took one look and go, this looks ridiculous. We're mm. not doing this. Like, they tried to do that. So the idea of them being, like, a human, it would, I maybe it seemed weird to shoot that scene and say human with two people who look maybe. human, you yeah. know? Um, but either way, then she again looks down the barrel of the camera and is pleading and crying and, like, yeah. there's a lot of that. And then after that is when the movie in the last, like, seven minutes gets to be hopeful yeah well and then there's that that point that you said was very meta which i was like what is she talking oh she's talking about us yeah she's like yeah they've been with he doesn't realize that they've been with him since the beginning they've been with him with the bullies with the bullies and, and the, the book. book and, and tara goes who's, like, who's they? they like us <laughs> she's like, like i don't like that <laughs> uh, so that like, i don't like being a part of this movie yeah and then that's when you asked me what would you do if a book started talking to you? And <laughs> can, I, I, can I reply? Yes. She said, close it. Dig a hole. Bury it. <laughs> and then you edit salt the earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. It was good. Uh, the other thing is we were talking about how Falcor is, like, very, like, worry-free, very mellow, very, like, chill, which I think compliments how wild Atreyu gets. Because yes. Atreyu's got like an okay voice and then he's screaming, like mm-hmm. yelling, screaming for probably half of the film. And then I was joking that he... Uh, I, was I th- said Willie Nelson would play him yes. if they remade him and they'd look exactly the same as this Falcor, but they'd put but the bandana, bandana and, the and I braids. actually think he would be a great voice I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm going to try and... Uh, Photoshop? Photoshop Oh my that. god, I would love that. I So this has gone through some mini adaptations that I kind of tried to keep up with because I really like this world. There was a mm-hmm. sequel. I remember seeing the sequel in theaters. I think I saw it with my mom and she hated it. Mm. The sequel is not good. Yeah. It does It does a lot of like Bastion coming in. It's also like all new Bastion childlike in person to Treyu because when they shot it, like everyone was in their late teens. Yeah. Um. So they, he, they come and it's the whole idea that uh, in the book he goes back and he's doing all his wishes and he's telling the story of Fantas- Fantasia and like, but he starts losing his memories of the real world and he becomes kind of like a, a, a malevolent ruler. It, it's very, you know, and they well, kind of do that in the movie, but they don't really pull it off. And you said that the book was twice as long as the first movie, but the book is really both movies. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's it's. I've not read the book, so I just kind of wanted to add I, that in there for for folks who maybe. I'd read have it again not. if I didn't have a huge stack of books. I'm already <laughs> Barely behind through. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's I, I really I I, read, I think I read it a few times. Um, and then the third movie is he pulls like 
a baby rock biter. There's a baby rock biter in the second movie. He pulls baby rock biter and like a tree creature into the real world because they couldn't afford to have like big sets and stuff so they could film in like, again, Vancouver or wherever. Mm-hmm. And a gang of bullies uh, who all look like like Ice and what's his name in... Uh, oh, and Hocus Pocus. I think they actually look a little more punk, but one the leader of the group is Jack Black. Which is wild. <laughs> and that's the third movie. But there's also, there was like an HBO cartoon for a while. Mm. Um, there's apparently a recent show that was like, they tried to redo it. Um, there's been a lot of studios who have thought about redoing the movie. Um, I don't know. You asked if there's a video game. I don't think there is. I just remember like really... And being interested in this stuff because I thought the world was so different. Yeah. You know, and it's it, like Oz where it's like, it's not like there are dwarfs and there's elves and there's this. And like, this is what they are. And it's the same thing you've seen. It's like night hobs and racing snails. And, yeah. Well, you know, and luck dragons. It's and, reminiscent of Labyrinth and Princess mm-hmm. Bride. Like it has elements or they have elements of this, you know, vice yes. versa. I think they are all influenced, you know, because you got to look chronologically when things came out. But it it gave me those yeah it, it's, it it brought me to those other stories it made me think of those other stories and as I, I feel was like it. these are the movies that are taking up a lot of childhood trauma because it was the eighties there was a lot of like yeah well it's fantasy so we'll it's for a kid and again like we said a lot of this is like written for kids but then like rerunning we're like there's some heavy it's, stuff it's in heavy here. stuff and yeah. like, I don't think it's heavy if you've seen the end but well and now I want to ask you so. Yeah. My our first wish, I think, would be the same as Bastion's. We would want to ride Falcor. But after that, what I would you I think I'd want to ride the bat. Okay. But or the racing okay, snail. So after, I think it's a lot of like I want to see you know what they should make this freaking Mario Kart racing game. With this movie. <laughs> so after you ride your animal of choice, oh, what man. would your second wish be? Um, this sounds like extremely... I want no, but not as an adult, as a kid. Oh, as like a kid? I want you to go back to like what you loved as a kid or what you enjoyed as a kid and like what would that wish be? I think it would be hanging out with the rock biter. I liked the rock biter a lot when I yeah. was a kid. Like all of them and like him eating the rocks. I thought it was so really funny. So you think you w- your wish would be within that world, not in the the real world? Oh, um, I don't know. I don't really think of it like that because I think the wish he had in the real world was so like out of place. Like it's yeah, fun. It and it's, it's so iconic yeah. for that movie. Because mm-hmm. like you look at the, the poster is the kid do, is the end of the yes, movie. Yes, and it's that's a, a gift. Everywhere. Yeah. 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 And well, he does it twice. It's like, yeah. yeah. And then he does it again when he goes after the bullies. Right. So I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what my wish would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got my wishes now. And it's all like, first of all, you wish for more wishes, but this is also infinite well, wishes. Well, they, so yeah, I they know told they him he could wish great. as many times as he wanted. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would wish to hang out right under those uh, sphinxes and <laughs> oh, look it up when oh, I was a kid. <laughs> um, what would you wish for? You didn't have an answer asking me that question? That's no, I didn't. I wanted to know your answer. I thought your answer would be kind of fun, so mm. I didn't really think about I'm it. sorry. I but feel like I dropped the ball. No, I was like, oh. so this is like a weird thing that I always wanted, but this has this is just a wish I wanted as a kid, so it has nothing to do with never-ending story, but mm-hmm. I always wanted my bedroom to be like very beachy and like have a hammock in my bedroom instead of a bed and like Like do you want it to be like the Encanto rooms where you walk a in little bit, beach? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like I used to design it like, oh, it would have a tile floor that would be like blue that would feel like the water and then like yeah, I had like this whole like vision of like what I would do. Uh so yeah, that would be one of my wishes. Um I I, I feel like, you know, we didn't really cover the story. I'm trying to think of anything else. I remember when I was a kid, the Gamork 
I never knew his name. The wolf thing scared me mm-hmm. a lot. And that was well, my big trauma coming out of this. I will say in a lot of moments, you just see the green eyes. So I can yes. definitely see how it's scary because you don't really know what it is. And then eventually it looks like a wolf. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, do you do we have anything else we want to cover? Or do we want to give it the mommy head rating? I mean, we can go ahead with the rating if you want. I think we jumped all around, but I think we captured like our reactions in real time. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you the the egg and the orange juice got the <laughs> I, biggest reaction. Not that we didn't give a lot of other big reactions, but we were like, go back. It was yeah. like we like almost stopped. I was like all I saw him put in that was the egg. I didn't. And then yeah. we we did find out about the juice, but yeah. I'm gonna try one tomorrow. Oh, God. I'm Good not going to try one tomorrow. I mean, we have the ingredients I mean, <laughs> if you want to try um, I, I would give this... I think going into it, I thought it was going to be a two-mombie head. But re-watching it and seeing, like, if you tried to watch it, like, start to finish the way I think kids watch movies now... And without like it, like a kid in the eighties would be fine with this, but a kid now watching this, I think is a, it's a four mommy head. Oh. I think it, I think it ranks with Return of Oz. I think it's a two. Really, you don't think all that depression and everything? I don't. I think that would. I think that some of that could really go over kids' heads, and maybe I'm wrong. Kids are very intuitive. I think, but the, I don't know. Like the movie just seems so sad to me. Like the movie's sad, but I don't know. Like. Return to Oz is horrifying. Like it's actually like disturbing. There are part, I I didn't. There was not a moment in this besides the horse dying that to me was disturbing. I might go up to a three, but I definitely wouldn't do a four. Okay, you can do a four. I just for me, I, I can't I'm go between below a, a three, two and a three. I, I think like for some reason, I think this affected me. Like I think it. I think it would really affect. I'm wondering if I had try like like I I got really sad well, watching the horse thing. Like, I kept I got, saying yeah. I don't remember the, the parts that were sad, right. so I could have blocked those <laughs> out. So I'll give it a three. I also I think, think we'll if meet you in have, the middle and with a three. That's what we'll say. We'll okay. give this one a three. I think if you also too, I think kids are very intuitive. There are kids who are very em- um, mm-hmm. empathic. So I do think yeah. in that regard, I think yeah, it it could be intense. And again, I for think I think. Through. The way I watched it was I watched part of it. Like, I just watched it piecemeal and just, like, kind of, like, yeah. thought of it more of, like, there's well, a you cool turtle monster. Yeah. stuff. Yeah. I saw the bit. turtle scene a lot. I thought the turtle monster was really cool. Mm. Morla. But, like, I, I think watching it this time, I'm like, God, she is depressing. <laughs> like, yeah. she is a lot. Um, but, yeah, guys, that's our uh, that's our never-ending story. We uh, finally got to it. I know we did. And, and uh, well, I'm not sure what's next. we got a lot of other ones on our... Our list, we'll get to them soon. I know next week is Chicken Little, so uh, until next time, uh, stay traumatized. (laughs) Take care, listeners. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is, too, at trpdiaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Uh